0: Let's Be Legendary Podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, forced imprisonment, implied torture, and mild descriptions of mutilation.
1: Trust is a hard thing to come by these days when the world is going oh so wrong. I trust my people, my soldiers, my comrades, my friends.
2: Extra, extra, militia spreads to outskirts of district by order of the Lord Mayor.
1: I trust my family, my pack. We're not pack and we're not family. I trust the
2: ones I love. I just don't know if I can trust myself.
1: You can't make that decision for me. This ain't some storybook where we all end up happily ever after. You know I'm the only one you can trust. I know you'll come crawling right back to me. It's just a matter of time.
2: It's your responsibility to defend what is yours. Stand tall and do not waver.
1: This is the Fey Wild West.
2: This is my realm. My responsibility.
0: This is our pack. Our family.
1: Let's be legendary. So, as you're heading out, the midday streets are packed with all sorts of people, some beasts of burden, just all pressing and moving about each other, going about various errands and jobs. Several pop-up shops line the streets on both sides, forcing the whole shifting crowd to zigzag through the streets and alleys. The buildings, though, aren't super tall here. The majority of them are about two story and built of sandstone. So there isn't a whole lot of protection from the sun naturally, but with a lot of like the cloth coverings of the pop up shops and also just some cloth awnings on various portions of the buildings covering windows provide like brief bits of respite from the beating sun. The vibrant cloth awnings above you, filtering the sunlight through them, cast the alleyways and the sandstone buildings in all sorts of vibrant colors.
3: Mm.
1: All around you, shopkeepers from either their stalls or larger shops in buildings are calling out to get people to come and examine their wares. That combined with the noise of the crowd just make a general din such that you can't really make out anything that they're shouting out. The locals seem to be able to.
0: Yeah, well, they're used to the noise. (laughs) I'm sure there's a similar
2: din in Airpike that the tourists also take note of and wonder how anyone gets anything done in this
0: noise. I mean, I also feel that as well. Oh, there you go. Going
1: through the city, you do see Plenty of guards, some making their way down the street, some standing guard in doorways or in alleyways. Uh, nobody seems to pay them much mind though. The guards that are like traveling through the street are kind of having the same navigational issues as everybody else. The, the way is not cleared for them automatically.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought you meant, oh, they're lost too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just wandering around.
1: You do see a guard standing at a shop with a shopkeeper and a random person arguing over a broken mirror.
2: Oh, I've definitely <laughs> seen this in Europe. <laughs> Just like them. Um.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, the shopkeeper's saying this guy needs to pay for, it, and this guy's saying it was already broken. The guard mm, saying mm, like, yeah. "Fucking come on."
0: Ah, oh, good. Everybody's bored here then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You continue to push your way through the city until you eventually get to a gatehouse, blocking access to the innermost parts of the city. The gatehouse is in this courtyard area, which means there's more space, but it doesn't mean there's less people. It just means that instead of being slowly trying to make your way through, the current of people moves faster
0: here. Mm. So we have to make sure we don't lose each other. My grip on your hand is tight.
2: Yeah, my grip is tight right back. We're both crushing the shit out of each other's
0: fingers. (laughs) We're gonna have nail marks
2: all the time. Both of our fingers are going to just be flattened little, little string beans. Yep.
0: You go from
1: pushing your way through this flowing current of people to suddenly stumbling out into a clearing. There's no more people like pushing up against you. And as you look around, you see that about a 10, 15-ish foot area around the gatehouse is just kind of avoided and kept clear. And there's a line going up to the gatehouse, with a couple of carts, some fancily dressed merchants, all lining up to the gatehouse, and you find yourself at the back of a line.
2: It's always a goddamn line. It's quite efficient. It's better than everyone milling about. I still don't like it. Will we stand out at all among these people? Like with how we're dressed and how we are presented?
1: No, the group you're in, like like I said, there's a couple of fansly dressed merchants, but for the most part, it's a pretty mixed bag of people. There's some farmers that are bringing in some goods, probably to trade into the inner city. The gatehouse is a little over the top for security, but it's, it's really not all that much different from like the mesa. Mm. They don't seem to be charging you anything for access anyway.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> You've got a fight up against AirPods. That's really
2: nice of them because <laughs> Airpike charges me now. A whole two silver and
0: you're still not wanting to pay it. Yeah.
1: You see a group of four guards just going up to each person, asking their purpose in entering the inner city.
2: Oh, and they're the checking papers?
1: They're not checking papers here. They're just taking a note of, you know, just like, okay, name and purpose, basically.
2: Where was the band?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if there's like, you know, bags of stuff or a cart, they will they give it a cursory examination poking at things just to make sure that it is what it's supposed to be. There, it doesn't even look like they're asking for manifests of any kind.
0: We get our papers ready just in case. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not taking any fucking chances. No.
1: It takes a bit. I mean, you were probably about ten people back in line. And they, they you know, the four of them move efficiently, but at the same time, this is what they do all day. If they're rushing about doing it, they're gonna just fucking exhaust themselves before midday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're moving efficiently, but in their own sweet time. Uh... So it takes a good five ten minutes of of waiting.
2: Look, people are always in your way. Always in my way. <laughs>
1: what fucks it up is the fact that there was a farmer coming in with two cartfuls of produce. Oh, so
0: it's that asshole. <laughs> it's
1: that. Where's my asshole. horn? It, it's the guy with the tractor.
0: <laughs> oh, beep. 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 Oh, the tractor. Uh,
1: but eventually they get up to you and just hold the papers, <sighs> Nate. What do the papers say? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well.
2: We don't know what to read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know what they was on originally. Um,
1: I think it was like... Are you holding up the paperwork? Like the forgery stuff?
0: Yeah. Like oh, okay. Glass palace. We're, we're yeah, invited what? to the glass palace.
2: The
1: glass palace pass. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's
2: I don't name. know what's on it. So, so that's my name.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Apologies. You did not have to wait in line.
0: Goodbye.
1: <laughs> What? Favorite of the glass palace. You do not, you can go through, please.
0: Take your arm. We go through, I'm very I'm, also take, off. I'm also
2: taking your arm and pulling you through. Both of us are equally annoyed. That <laughs> <laughs> we just stand you know, in the line.
0: I play fantasy games to get out of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and then you bring it back in. <laughs> and then now we're back in traffic. Okay, so we're in the inner city now?
1: Yes, you're in the inner circle of the city. The gate you enter through is actually one of several smaller gates, so you're not entering through, like, the main entrance into the inner city. But instantly, there's a feeling of much more space. The buildings aren't all stacked up on top of each other. There are actual, like, flagstones paving the
0: road. It's like every city's got like a class system so far. Wow, it's like classism
2: is is saturated in every aspect of a corrupt world. Maybe <laughs> we should do something about that. Nah, Maybe, eh, 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 maybe let's, later. Let's, let's, let's not think about that.
1: Uh, the buildings are still made of that sandstone, but... They aren't as rough-hewn looking. It looks like more artistry has been put into these buildings. And something that's actually really common as far as decoration on this side is mosaic tiling. Mm. along buildings. Pretty. Also, given that there is space for it, there are plants. Not, like, everywhere, but kind of, like, spaced regularly just to give some green and some freshness to the air as...
2: Ooh, bird of paradise.
1: And while there is definitely space, these streets are definitely still busy and crowded. You see a group of wealthy merchants or nobles going along from store to store, just chatting and laughing with each other. But you also see regular people going about as well, although they are avoiding some of the more expensive looking shops, except for like window shopping. Eye shopping. Eye shopping. Another thing you notice, Talia, though, immediately is the guard presence. Mm Mm-hmm. While they are still going just about their business, for every guard that you saw in the outer city, there are two guards here.
2: Got it. Mm. How does that compare to Airpike?
1: It's fairly comparable. Mm. Airpike is a bit different, though, because they have a bit more infrastructure in the way of communication systems. Mm. You actually don't see constables just patrolling the street all that much in Airpike. The security presence is definitely the same. It's just maybe less seen in Airpike.
2: That's what I I was wondering. Is Mm. is it the same sort of pattern of more security in Airpike?
1: They're just sneakier about it. (laughs) anything you guys are keeping an eye out for as you're heading further in?
0: Aside from the gods, that was all I was really concerned about. We're just slowly making our way. Okay. Also just getting a good look at our
2: surroundings and...
0: Yeah, I'm not paying too much attention to that yet, just because we're not close to the palace as far as I not, know.
2: Not, not so much for like reconnaissance work, just to get an idea of what sort of environment we're in. Ah. And and making mental comparisons to the equivalents of the Dino, which is which is
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, As you get further in, the structures start getting taller and more opulent. More exquisite fabrics are being worn around you. Fewer people hawking wares out on the street and more discreet shops. I say discreet. They're very decorated, but they are more like, we don't need to be on the street to shout out our wares to you. In fact, we have
2: a $20,000 minimum buy. <laughs> yeah. No, we good. have to select you
0: to, to shop here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man.
1: Also though, you start noticing, I, I did say the clothing you're noticing is getting more opulent, and you two are starting to stick out a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. As of any shops? that, that are don't they really have a 20,000 gold buy-in?
1: Yes, there are several. Do you
2: think we should
0: maybe Yeah, maybe we should maybe some, get some mm. probably.
2: But I told you not to wear the Hawaiian shirt and the khaki shorts with the big camera <laughs> around your neck. I like these socks. Yes, but you're wearing them with stock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what are people wearing here then?
1: A lot of it is very loose-fitting clothing to, uh, give movement and airiness just to keep cool in this heat.
2: But still be covered.
1: But still be covered. What you're noticing though, as a big difference from here, even between here and like the edge of the inner circle, color and pattern. Colors are way more vibrant and the patterns get ever more complex. Nobody, and Celine, I'm looking at you here, nobody is wearing white.
0: Well. Yeah, we need to get you some
2: new clothes. I oh, we need to get you some new clothes too. Well, yeah, I'm
0: wearing. not exactly wearing. desert I'm Not tired. exactly <clears throat> inconspicuous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, really, also, no one's wearing black either.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you got a color you like? No? Yeah, me neither. Okay, well, let's go to a clothing stand and just. or wherever someone's selling clothes and we'll mm-hmm. just get whatever. What? You're not gonna stain them?
2: Yes, but I have to wear them. You
0: have to wear. okay.
2: I have priorities to my aesthetic, even when we are doing Recon.
1: Okay. So yeah, this whole time you've been walking just towards the palace, which has been visible above you this entire time, just shining over the city, dominates the skyline with several tall towers and large domes of glass that are just glowing with reflected sunlight. The road you are walking on eventually opens up to a large courtyard with tall pillars, palm trees, various uh, merchants and stalls. It looks like a market of sorts, although the clientele here is definitely-
3: Up there. Up up (laughs) there, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: From here, though, you can also see the gatehouse to the palace. Oh, so
0: we're right at the palace.
1: You are right up against the gate to the palace. It is set back away from the courtyard, but this courtyard does like lead up into it. And from here, even though you can see the guard presence, Mm. like from the outer ring to the inner ring, from the inner ring to that gatehouse, the guard presence is double what was. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just increased slowly as we go. Great, grand. (laughs) That's, That's just what I wanted for my birthday.
1: You can also see from this distance so that there is Another line of people going, a much smaller and less consistent line going through that far gate.
2: Oh, can we skip that line? We've got the papers.
1: You see people presenting similar papers and being thoroughly searched.
0: Okay. Um, so on that note then, so we need a change of clothes and we need a place to stick the door. Yeah. Let's, is there like any inns around? We can just get it. Let's go to our old go-to and get an in-room just to stick things. Go ahead and make me an
1: investigation check.
0: Fifteen plus uh, six. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay, I can count. You're actually able to find both those things
1: pretty quickly. The clothing you find, you probably drop close to a thousand gold.
2: Jesus! What what color do you get? Because I... you have to pick a color. Why do I have to pick a color? Because all I have is colors. I know, but what? Just give me something. But what color? Purple. Oh, I find something in
1: red. All right, there we go. Okay. You get clothes that are more appropriate for where you're going. Can
2: I describe what I find? Yeah, absolutely. So I, because all I have is colors, and I looked through everything, all I have is colors. I looked for anything that was like a neutral tone or uh, like silver or, or anything. No, all colors. So I have chosen a red sort of gown it's got all these intricate folded
0: fabrics around me and has some some beaded trim. Ooh I don't really look at what I get. I just pick out something that seems to fit. It's purple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my wife is looking at me very upset.
2: I'm not upset I'm just wondering what you are thinking.
0: The, the, the nice merchant told me this is a good outfit. That nice merchant was trying to make a sale. Yeah, well, it fucking works. Okay.
1: What you get is actually quite nice. It is this purple laced with this spiderweb thin pattern of gold thread throughout it that shifts and sparkles in the sun.
0: Fancy.
2: Yeah, you look nice. Thank you. I personally would have put you in like a dark blue or maybe like jewel tone aqua but the the violet looks nice. Thank you. You are welcome.
1: As you're getting settled with the clothing, both of you give me a perception check really quick.
2: That one. 15 plus some stuff.
1: 18. Tell you you're a little distracted by some jewelry that you actually that you noticed at a stall mm-hmm. nearby. Celine, you notice a uh, small child hiding behind some nearby crates uh, with their eyes on you. Uh, But as soon as they notice you noticing them notice you, they book it, and you see a few other children booking it with them down the alley.
2: Hmm. I think we're being followed. By? Children. Children? Yeah.
0: Gods can't get us that way. They're gonna get us kids. I
2: guess so. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they will just... Maybe we're just funny looking and the staffing. Eh,
0: maybe. Um, speaking of jewelry, is there like a really long gold chain that I could get? Yeah, sure. All right, I, I, however much that is, I grab it. Okay.
1: I'll include that in the thousand that you drop.
0: Great, thanks.
1: <laughs> so now uh, the in situation.
0: There's a situation. The situation.
1: I don't like the sound of this. Right. So it's a little tricky because you ask around a a little bit and you're quickly given the impression that people who travel to here either are rich merchants that have a place to stay, whether it's friends that they have here that will put them up in essentially an apartment or they are honored guests of the glass palace and stay there. However, after a bit of asking around, you are told that there is a place, a place that is simply called
0: The Inn. Okay. Wow.
2: I mean, maybe this is the only one in town yeah. so. I mean, they've got to have some accommodations for people that are new in town and have money like us.
1: And you get the impression that, like, in the outer ring of the city, there's plenty of inns and taverns, places to stay and things like that. But the inner circle is a a bit trickier. And going into this inn, you can see why as you step across this very open, airy archway. Immediate structure actually doesn't even have a roof. It is canopied by several palm trees that cast shade into this enclosed courtyard.
2: I guess you don't have to worry about rain too much. Yeah.
1: There is a reception. The woman behind the desk is initially kind of confused at the idea of a walk-in because they usually get reservations months out in advance or even just permanently rented rooms. I have money. (laughs) Well then, uh, yes, um, we have uh, something that will work. You you get a room for
0: 5,000 gold. Okay. That's exorbitant, but sure.
2: I smile and hand it over. <sighs> Hang on, wait. Yeah, I smile and hand it over. I'm probably failing my performance check. Like, I'm not annoyed. <laughs> it did now, save money.
1: Just as a quick aside, this is not 5,000 gold per night. It's essentially 5,000 gold until you leave.
0: Got it. Okay. But you get up to your
1: room, and it is a very luxurious room.
2: What if we just don't check out and they think we're still
3: here?
0: I don't plan on checking out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be funny. We should just keep the door locked and go.
3: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Go
0: out through the window.
2: Ochocorks was a wild Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, no. the room is nice. The room is
1: very nice. Uh, It has a uh, open archway to a balcony with uh, like privacy curtains, floors covered in beautifully patterned rugs with uh, vibrant textiles and uh, decorative pottery, mosaic decorations along the walls. And you have a stunning view of the palace through the balcony.
2: I'm looking at the views that we have. Be nice if we weren't here for
0: stupid reasons. I feel like we say that in almost every place we go. <sighs> like this would be so nice if we weren't here for dumb reasons.
2: Okay, but the one time I wanted a vacation. It was quite nice.
0: That's very true.
2: So not every time we we go to a new
0: place. So every time but one. But one. That was intentional. <laughs> so we change our clothes if they're searching people that thoroughly we stow all the weapons mm-hmm. in the bag of holding mm-hmm. um i'm gonna keep some gold on me just to make it seem like we've got money i guess but i'm but le- you
2: you can't keep it in that little bottle that you have around your neck to keep it from getting wet it's a water pack <laughs> i keep it in a pouch
0: <laughs> on my side um the tourist jokes are just not going to start <laughs> but i leave the bag of holding in the house Mm-hmm. And I actually wrap the doorknob around that gold chain and keep it around my neck as like some crappy jewelry or something. I don't know, maybe people think it's fancy. <laughs> I mean, people are going to look at it and be like, oh, that's hideous, but so fashionable. Yeah.
1: You'll start a whole new
0: fashion trend.
2: Yeah, We're exactly. We're doorknobs. It is a symbol of wealth that that it shows all of the the property that you own.
0: There we go. In the, I hope that starts a trend of like multiple people wearing multiple doorknobs of like I own many houses. Um, I'm here for rich people looking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny trend.
1: You still have a couple hours left on the potion, uh, a little more than three. Okay. And you guys head down to the gatehouse. By the time you get there, there actually isn't even a line anymore.
2: Oh, wonderful. Lucky. Uh,
1: As you approach the gatehouse, you are also approached by six guards. One of them steps...
2: We have have papers.
1: One of them steps forward. Invitations. We
2: hold
0: them. We have them ready. Yeah, hold them up. You see that? That's my name. I'm trying to look bored. Me too. Over my beating heart. (laughs)
1: He takes them from you, doesn't even look at them and hands them to one of the guards behind him and motions for two of the others to come forward and they start patting you down. The one that was handed the invitation takes out a monocle with a faceted lens that looks kind of familiar.
0: I look I, I, Oh shit.
2: I look at you I look at you Talia like oh. Well, this might get very interesting very fast. Oh, I didn't bring
3: any of our weapons.
2: You have me. I'm the
3: weapon. You have
2: have grave silence. No, I don't. Can't you just materialize him? Yeah, I suppose I can, but still. (laughs) Okay, so you have grave silence. I have only weapon. All right, all right, all right. So, like I said, (laughs) don't panic. We have the weapon. I'm not panicking. (laughs) We're saying all of (laughs) this in one (laughs) speak. And like in one one glance.
1: One of the guards is like looking at... The two of you, as you're like going back and forth and wife speaking, just like leans over and says something to the guy with the monocle.
2: This won't take much longer.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that's a 19 on the die. To what? To the guy with the gem of true seeing, looking at your invitations. I don't know what
2: he's looking for, the actual paper, the actual ink.
1: He is looking for a very specific mark.
2: I'm going to kill Lena. I'm going to kill everyone.
1: Shut up. The total on this guy's roll with that gem of true seeing is a 29 with a roll of 19. Damn. He hands them back. All clear.
2: (gasps) Oh! I breathe a sigh of relief, but but manage to to compose myself and make it seem like a <sighs> finally.
0: Talia makes no movement. I mean, aside to go. Yeah, take your arm. Let's go. I nod.
1: The DC on those papers is thirty.
2: I'm going to send a little fruit basket, <laughs> an edible arrangement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you need to change your pants?
0: <laughs> because I do. I thought about this as a possibility and war diaper.
2: That was so smart, I should have done it.
0: <laughs> the big brain.
1: As you're being patted down, the guard patting you down, like holds up the doorknob. What's oh. this?
0: I look very proud. I have a house. Not here, but I have one. Good for you. Thank you. I'm gonna get another one. Another one. We have so many. Yes, but I want one with doorknobs. I look annoyed.
2: And to um, the person patting me down, easy!
1: You're eventually waved through with your returned papers.
0: <sighs> I silently make that noise in my head. Oh uh, yeah, I do too.
1: <laughs> As you're walking away, you hear one of the guards say to the other, want that how much... A jolt door knob would cost.
2: Yes! And I slide you a low five, like, yes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice job.
0: Not everyone's going to be fucking wailing gnar I know, right? <laughs> I have accomplished one thing here today. Astounded stupid trend.
1: As you step through the gate, still watched by several guards, you are immediately hit with a calmness and coolness as you come through the gate.
3: Oh, they have air conditioning.
1: <laughs> Not s- exactly. It's just that though the palace is directly above you, shining brightly, the way it reflects light, it reflects all that hot, intense sunlight away from this space. You are in what is a lit, but airy and cool garden. And when I say garden, I mean lush, manicured bushes and trees that do not belong in this climate.
0: Their water bill must be enormous. Like the gardens
2: of Old Martell?
0: Quite possibly. Huh? I don't know what those look like, so I'll take your word.
2: I saw illustrations and books about what Old Martell used to be like.
1: Celine, you get a very specific feeling though, as you're walking through that magic, specifically fairy magic, is having a large effect on the plant life here and how it is kept so lush.
0: Interesting.
2: I mean, it makes sense, but it's also curious. I murmur and night speak to the lasers. Interesting. I don't suppose you can feel anything. Not like that, no. Hmm. Are there any plants that I recognize from the Feywild? Given the scope of the plant life that I encounter regularly in the Feywild it's quite narrow, but is there anything that I recognize?
1: I wouldn't say there's anything you recognize that's like exclusive to the Feywild. Okay. As I said, the plant life here would usually not be suited for this climate, though.
0: Ah,
2: so it's less that they have plants from the Wild and more that they have fertilizer from the Feywild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely whatever is keeping the plants alive here is not an expensive water bill.
2: Got it. <laughs> mm. See, old Martell didn't have expensive water bills, they just had rain.
1: <laughs> Lots of it. As you walk further in, though, you see dozens of beautifully vibrant colored birds, parrots with these long feathered tails in hues of red, greens, and just like sapphire blues that you have never seen before on a wild animal. There's a group of long-legged cranes that just casually stroll their way along the garden path towards a fountain before stepping into the pool of water and just swim around it. You're taking all of this in, you almost don't even notice the people around you. There are people, um, but they are also taken by the scenery. Several just walking the garden paths around you. Some of them are dressed much the same as you. People who are visiting the palace uh, and the gardens. There's a particular person standing off removed a ways, but he's standing with a painting easel observing several of the birds among a uh, small grove of trees.
0: I like it, Picasso. (laughs) I like this Picasso.
1: There are also quite a few people dressed in these very specific robes of vibrant red and a subtle smoky gray. They aren't observing the garden so much. They are more observing the people observing the garden.
3: Hmm. And
1: they have this very official look to them. You, You do see some of them also tending to the garden
2: so these are our these are employees are not like other tourists that come into tours tourists
1: right <laughs> right yes that would, have been that, that would be weird inter- that'd be an interesting market
2: <laughs> you can come and see the beautiful gardens and also the beautiful people looking at the beautiful gardens <laughs> that's extra yeah but, i'm here for both
1: <laughs> they do have this very official look to them as they're going about as you look up, the glass palace is directly above you. You see the bottom of it as it is suspended between these three tall earth spires that are shooting up into the air. Mm-hmm. So, it's, From so a dis-
2: it's, it's like floating?
1: It's held onto each spire by
0: supports. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: From a distance, it all kind of looks like one giant spire, but it's actually three separate ones coming up to support this and all up and down the spires or other buildings attached onto the sides running up and down also going up and down is some kind of mechanical platform but not like the mesa elevator it's almost more insect-like in its workings and it doesn't have what any sort of discernible set path it's this multi-legged platform With some people on it, and the legs turn and grasp onto the sides of buildings and the spire as it crawls upwards, with the platform always staying level.
0: Okay, that's not disturbing at all.
1: One of the people uh, dressed in the red and gray robes approaches you with a polite but reserved smile. A dwarven woman, her beard very neatly braided. Love it. Welcome to the Spider of the Twelve and the Glass Palace.
0: Thank you. I'm letting you do the talking since I'm just yet to be beautiful. Right, got it.
1: <laughs> How may I be of service to you?
0: We were told fantastic tales of some of the possessions on display.
1: Yes, indeed. The collection of the Twelve is vast and marvelous indeed. Might I see your invitations,
0: please? I shall... Sure we'll- are both the invitations.
1: She looks at them. Yes, you are indeed invited to observe the collection. If you wish, I would be honored to guide you up to view it.
0: Please, it would be most gracious of you. What is your name?
1: Ella. She leads you down the path, past some very pretty plants, some very exotic looking flowers. There is one plant that you catch a glimpse of. It's a ways back in this section of the garden that seems almost wild on purpose. Mm-hmm. There's this giant vase looking like thing that has this rotten meat smell.
2: Oh, one of those things? Yeah.
3: Oh! oh corpse cool plant. Yeah. Oh, bleh. Oh. Ugh.
1: You're actually led off the path a little bit. hmm If you're here to see the collection, you would want to see it in full,
0: I assume? Yes, please.
1: Well, there is part of the collection that is outside of the glass palace. A small part, but a significant and beautiful part. It it must needs be kept here in the garden, however.
0: I see. Which part is that?
1: This way. And she leads you off down this path that's hedged on both sides by rose bushes Uh into this area that actually has, like, several dense trees. Celine, you notice it, mostly because you're Faye. There's, as you uh, step into this area, there's this iron band that runs through the ground just above the, it's like this little lip that's just above ground level that circles this area.
2: Does it have any effect on me?
1: No, you just take note of it.
2: Is it like I can, I can... Smell it, but not yeah. smell it, but like sense it.
1: Yeah, essentially, yeah.
2: And I mumble to you as quietly as I can in night speak. I am. Um...
1: They don't always come out, but uh, oh, she points off into the trees, and at first you don't see anything except trees until one of them blinks at you and slowly like moves out a little bit more, and it's this humanoid shape with. Bark like skin and softly glowing yellow eyes. What is it? They are called dryads.
2: What do I know about dryads?
1: Not a whole lot.
2: Can I grip
0: your arm? I grip it back. What exactly are they?
1: I believe they are a form of tree spirit. It is said that they usually appear when a tree has reached a certain age. And they depend on that tree to live. If their tree is cut down, they die. However, the Masters found a way to transplant it to this garden. And it sustains itself on all of these
0: trees. How many do you have? I only see one.
1: Yes, we only have the one.
0: I'm stealing it, you.
1: They stare back. Selene, you hear in your head this thin voice help
3: me I'm going to
1: it shrinks back into the trees
0: interesting creature I didn't know there was anything like that around
1: well if you found that one interesting we have some other similar curiosities up in the full collection
0: I'm very interested to see thank you
1: Yes, well, follow me, and she leads you down the path to the staircase that ends at this dock-like platform.
0: Listeners, Motley has this, like, grin on her face, like, she knows what she's about to put my character through, and is, like, really excited about it.
2: All of you do the same thing, though. All you DMs are the same, just delighted by our misery. I know,
0: it's very funny.
1: I will be just one moment.
0: Is that that thing I saw moving up the building?
1: yes indeed
0: is it safe
1: completely it was designed by one of the twelve
0: ah a little dubious no i know how this game is played ah yes it will be perfectly safe then
3: indeed
2: yes but we have we we as is in wife speak
0: but we have come out
2: of town shouldn't we be dubious about this
0: and i tell her yes i'm extremely dubious about this in night in wife wife speak like Yes, I'm fucking terrified. Yes, but shouldn't we act dubious about this? Like, oh, well. No, because even if we're out of town, we still need to revere the 12 as gods.
1: A moment passes and the beetle-like platform descends. There's about five people on it. And as soon as she sees who is on it, Ella immediately ducks her head.
0: Uh, I do the same thing.
1: Me too. And stepping off is an individual in gold robes with inlaid gold epaulette piece that covers his entire chest and comes out to these sharp points at the shoulders. How very anime.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he steps off, tail swishes behind him.
3: Teethly?
1: Possibly. He doesn't seem to have any other traits. As he steps off, he looks down at Ella and gives a polite smile, at which point you see that he, he does have sharpened canines and continues on down the steps. His entourage follows him. After he passes, Ella stands up and ushers you onto the platform. We go. Without her touching anything, the platform starts moving. And there are railings on all sides. Yeah,
0: t- Talia, like, gri- like, goes to the railing it just grips it. Like- uh-huh.
1: And it is a very smooth ride. The platform never tilts or sways, no matter what direction the legs go in. And it feels like a very solid smooth ride on your way up. And as you're going up, Ella asks, Forgive me if it's not my place, but what deed did you do for the Twelve that you have access to the collection?
0: I squeeze your hand slightly to indicate that I'm going to answer. Okay. We are just humble merchants that have great respect for the Twelve and have been rewarded.
1: Deception? 22. And she nods, oh, well, that, that is... Uh... That is very unusual, but (laughs) the twelve can be gracious.
0: That they can, and we are grateful to them.
1: She's silent the rest of the way up, unless you have anything you want to say to her. I
0: am trying not to fucking look down. In fact, I am looking up the entire goddamn time.
1: Beautiful, isn't
3: it?
0: Yes, very. Twelve insight
2: on her regarding what we said.
1: She seems very pleasant and kind of
2: gullible. Okay, (laughs) cool, cool. So we definitely could have, I say this in white speak, we could have like pulled some bullshit and she would have believed us.
0: Probably, but I'm
2: very paranoid. I mean, I am too, but I'm I'm like
0: hardcore, Talia's like hardcore paranoid right now.
2: I mean, Celine is too, but she's also like, there is so much mischief I want to, I want, I,
0: so and much. We will do that as soon as we get a chance. I
2: know, and that's why that's why I am showing restraint, but I just want you to know the vast amount of rest- restraint I'm showing right now by not freaking out these rich fucks. And I'm you- drunk with power. I, I stopped the, the Unsoldier Empire. I flicked Sarah out and I found out the gods have parties. I am drunk
0: with power. Okay, Got it, got it.
1: <laughs> so you continue to head up And as you get closer, you see the bottom of the glass palace. And it is indeed made of glass. From what you can tell, the sun high above is shining through and refracting off of thousands and thousands of pieces of glass. All faceted and cut. The platform continues to crawl up. Talia, you about... Lose your shit and just like faint maybe once or twice when the mechanism leaps from spire to spire. Oh
3: my god!
2: Is there some sort of conjured gravity on this?
1: You don't know. You but you you feel nothing except the rush of air when that happens.
0: Tilly's like, she's got her eyes shut and is like, as soon as she realized that that was gonna happen, uh-huh. she closed her eyes and like grabbed onto me. No, she's on the bars. Yeah. Like she is gripping the railing with like everything. I would be surprised if the railing didn't have dents. Like <laughs> She's like, she's not even trying to hide the fact that she's afraid of
1: hide. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How is Rella looking at her?
1: Uh, Ella, she is gripping tightly, but she's just placidly smiling and looking pitying at you occasionally, Talia. <laughs> Shut <Like>. up.
2: <laughs> I say to Ella, I am so sorry that my partner is showing, showing such disrespect.
1: Oh no, it, faith in the Twelve and their ability to create does not negate one's fear of heights.
0: Hmm. Hence why I'm gripping the machine. Yes. Yes, that's that's the reason. That's totally the reason. That is
2: Yes, that's a, definitely
0: the reason. Because the machine will save. This, the machine will keep me safe, right? Yes. Twelve milk no, machine. The Twelve will keep you safe. Yep. Yep, that's what I'm going with.
1: It eventually comes up to another dock like platform built on an extension below the glass palace. And it comes to a smooth stop.
2: Oh, even I'm like, oof. Cause I am polymorphed right
0: now. I don't have wings. Yep. Oof. As soon as I'm clear to go, I get off I'm uh-huh. like immediately like.
1: And there are a couple of guards up here, but they let you pass. And Ella leads you up a staircase onto a clear glass floor with the entirety of the garden and the structures beneath you.
0: Talia notices that and looks slightly up. Wait, the floor is clear?
1: The floor is clear.
0: Oh,
2: I'm like looking like right at my feet, like woo! But then remembers, I don't have my wings. And also looks forward, like, is this how you feel all the time, babe? Yeah. This is terrible. No. This is terrible. How yeah. do you do this? I know, not very well.
1: You are in a hallway. At least you realize it's a hallway because all the walls immediately within view are also glass. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And see through. Uh-huh. So you are actually see a way into municipal rooms. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like this fogged glass, so you can't like Frost, see... Soft,
0: frosted glass? Frosted
1: glass, so you can't see exactly what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you still see, like, shapes moving around. Okay. Down the hallway, at intervals, are these glass pedestals with glass vases with these blood-red flowers in them. Despite the see-throughness of everything around you, the visual impression is of a white hallway.
0: Okay.
2: With all the refraction? With all
1: the refraction, yeah. It's very sterile feeling. Ella leads you forward up a staircase that also feels like glass, but it isn't see-through, and leads you out onto a second floor that has a floor that is not see-through either. Oh,
0: God, okay. It's small miracles.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Uh, The twelve can
2: perform all sorts of miracles, big and small.
1: (laughs) (laughs) However, it does seem to continuously be glass.
2: Okay. Is the entirety of the structure made of glass? Yes. Is glass not Mm fragile?
1: Yes, it is. But by the magic of the twelve, it is kept sound and firm. It has survived for over 200 years and has weathered the most horrible sandstorms.
0: Not even a crack?
1: Not even a crack.
0: Extraordinary. Fascinating.
1: Well, if you will continue with me this way, the collection is in the centermost portion of the palace.
0: We are following you.
2: And as we are following, can we be, like, taking in, kind of trying to make
0: mental Yeah, persons? I was going to yeah. say, perception on, like, ins and outs and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, what are we looking at specifically for those things?
1: Okay.
2: Whew. Well, I don't perceive much. But it wasn't a one, which it would have been if I was We're not rolling at advantage. felt team Twenty one.
1: Talia, you almost miss this. But as Ella is leading you up towards this staircase uh, towards the one of the outer corners of the palace, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a point where one of the spires comes up and supports the the palace, okay you see a person walking along a railed walkway. Catwalk? Like a catwalk on one of the support structures and enter into a door into the glass palace.
0: On the backside?
1: On one of the corners, yeah.
0: i make a note of that for later.
2: Where do I get my my advantage on perception? The shield. I don't have my shield.
1: Okay, so- So
2: I didn't see anything. I rolled a that one. Yep. I see lots of glass. Yep. I'm looking at my reflection like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are good looking. (laughs) That's what happens when I'm like, I'm going to look for ins and outs,
1: hello.
0: (laughs) Ins and outs of me. Hey. (laughs) Finger
1: guts. (laughs) So you're led past several rooms, several halls, like some very ornate banquet halls and Some, uh, an area that seems to be living quarters. Mm -hmm. And Ella tells you, this is where the Blessed of the Twelve live. Each member of the Twelve may choose a favored servant to spend their life here in absolute luxury. I see. It is said that there is a reward out to become such a favored servant. Is
2: there? Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, some beasts have been harassing the outer cities and must be obtained for the collection. I see.
2: What sort of beasts?
1: A beautiful one with white hair and wings, and a giant hound or wolf. Though so I have heard talk from from the attendants that the twelve really want the one with the wings.
2: How how beautiful is this?
3: Is this one
0: with the wings? Elbow her. I sincerely hope the twelve find what they're looking for. They will,
3: of course.
1: Yes, well, this way. And she leads you to the first real material besides glass that you've seen, although it still is a material that on its own can be very brittle. Doors made from obsidian.
0: Hmm.
1: She goes up to it and pulls out from under her robe, a ring with a seal on it, Mm -hmm. but she has it on a small rope around her neck instead of wearing it on her hand. Uh She takes it out and presses it against the door.
0: royal symbol of the lawmakers? We have something like
1: that. It is a symbol of the lawmakers, that inverted diamond shape, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or that inverted gem shape with some kind of glyph carved in the middle of it.
0: Okay, so not like the one we have.
1: Not exactly, no.
0: Okay, cuz we got one from that one bounty hunter.
1: Right, that it, it was a, it was a wax seal that
0: the one bounty hunter from oh, the, oh, the, the yeah, warlock,
1: yeah. the warlock. The Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have
1: that. Yeah, you do.
0: Ha, huh, yay. <laughs> See, it helps to write stuff down. I'm sorry. <laughs> and until then until he goes, "Hey, we've got one of <laughs> No. I, my attentive, ridiculous attention to that's the right. shit no, that right. we get. That's right.
1: That's right. You have that. I forgot about that.
0: Nicely done. Good job, Chris. Thank you. I don't care what it is. We're gonna write the fuck down if we got it.
1: There's this hiss of heat, and the door
0: disappears. Oh, Cool. Oh. The twelve or some extra motherfuckers. Yeah.
2: Okay, I I got to say go
0: on them. Yeah, like, no, Nicely the done.
2: Like, aesthetic Like, damn. I understand the need for aesthetic and I'm like, you go. As a queer, I, asti- I,
0: I, understand. I understand aesthetic. I understand queers yeah. are
2: like, yes, yeah. yes.
0: The door just dissolves?
1: Yeah, it dissolves with this glowing red edge along it. Wow. Goodness. As you're watching it dissolve, this obsidian door was like a foot thick
0: goodness. Extraordinary. Indeed. She leads you
1: through the now-open doorway, which, no drama behind it at all. The door just reappears. It doesn't resolve back in. It's just gone, and then is there again.
2: Hmm. Like, one frame it's not there, and one frame it is. Yeah. With no ceremony.
1: With no ceremony.
2: Alright. Alrighty. some now. Is it an illusion?
1: Indeed not. And she goes and pounds her fist up against it everything in this palace is heavily enchanted
0: i see i understand why it is beautiful
1: indeed it is well here we are you walk down a short hallway and enter a massive octagonal shaped room the whole thing reminds you of an atrium glass, well, glass is everywhere, but the glass above you allows in plenty of sun, although it's not nearly as like hot or intense as outside, and there are no plants in the immediate site anywhere.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: In front of you is this, to call it a fountain would be kind of taking away from it, it is this massive cylinder that stretches up towards the ceiling with this spiraling coral reef going up along it with thousands of different kinds of colorful fish swimming through it, uh, different types of anemones growing along it, different sea life. There is this spiral glass staircase that winds its way around the cylinder to a platform about two dozen feet above your head.
2: Leaning back,
1: looking up. L- looking up, you can tell that like there's sort of like a viewing platform up there, and there's like an opening to the cylinder up there. But you can also see below you through the floor that the cylinder is just a part of the aquarium, and that it goes into the floor as well.
2: I never sort of dislike the word aquarium so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On your level, there are several spindly glass pedestals that are displaying objects, artifacts some you can tell are like ancient weapons, other things you're not quite sure. and all around this octagonal shaped room are enclosures. This is a, this
2: is a collection for.
1: This is the collection proper. There are, it looks like, anywhere from two to four enclosures on a side of this massive octagon. Some being larger, some being smaller.
0: Are they all full?
1: From what you can see, there are a couple of empty ones. And you're not really able to get a good look from where you are just because of the light reflections in this room. You have to kind of get up closer to the glass to actually really see inside. But from where you are, you can see like kind of a jungle enclosure off to the side with several plants inside it. But several of them are very uh, dark. And you can hear some like noise in here as well. some like cawing of birds. But all the noises are pretty muted.
0: It's not like the din outside. Not the din. So everything's behind glass.
1: Yeah. As you step into the collection proper, Ella looks at you as you are looking around. Oh, it's quite a sight, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is quite a sight. Quite.
1: Well, follow me. And she will lead you up the... Spiral staircase around the aquarium, and you see mermaids oh. swimming through it.
0: What do they look like? I have never seen a mermaid.
2: Me neither. Does it look like the mermaids in the storybooks?
1: Not really. They definitely have like a long fish, almost actually like a mix between fish and like serpentine Ooh. lower body. Okay. Mm. With several fins up towards their what would be. Like the thigh area on mm-hmm. a humanoid. Their scale color is almost continuous with their skin color, which also actually seems to have patches of fine scales on it. Their hands are webbed mm-hmm. and they have fins on their arms. And instead of hair, a lot of them have these very like fin-like protrusions mm-hmm. off. They come in like a rainbow of colors.
2: Hmm. Is it kind of like they have the iridescence where it's like you think it's one color, but it just kind of shifts?
1: Yeah, some of of them have that. Yeah, they're watching you as you move up the stairs. You can actually see as you get to the top of the platform where the actual fountain is. A few of them have popped their heads out of the water. But as soon as you approach, they swim back down.
0: How many do we see?
1: Rough count, Just in immediate view, six. Six? Okay. How many are there? There should be about eight.
2: See, now we are at the zoo. We can ask the zookeeper a bunch of annoying questions. Yeah. Like, we are so curious instead of, and then not like, hey, we're going to bust these guys out. Let us know everything you know.
1: We have had them here for, I believe, ten years now?
0: I see. Ten years.
1: It was quite the, uh, well, it was quite the reorganization when the twelve decided that they were going to. Enclose them here. Oh? Yes, they had to reform the entire room. Oh. And a couple floors beneath as well to make a room for the tank.
0: I think I am kind of crouching down now and just watching them. Mm-hmm. I'm going towards the edge of the fountain and like looking in. My hand is trying not to shake though. Okay. Actually, I take your hand.
1: The water is crystal clear and you see a, a stone structure built under the water. That a couple of the mer people are swimming in and out of.
0: Do they breathe water?
1: Yes, indeed. They spend their entire time under the water.
0: I thought I saw them poking up for a second.
1: Oh, they do that sometimes. But uh, they never leave the water.
0: Oh, I see. And there are eight of them?
1: Yes. Uh, I believe it was three males. And five females? Uh, what are the mermaids doing? They are swimming around very actively. Mm-hmm. And all of them at various points look up at you and are watching you as you make your way around.
0: I'm watching back. I'm like trying to keep my face like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like placid. S- placid. I don't know how well I'm doing though. Okay. As far as like, I, I think I just, I don't know. There are probably parts of it where like, she's trying to keep like a straight face, but like seeing them swim Mm -hmm. and thinking of them being in a cage for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Just makes you feel sick. Yeah, in my eyes. That's probably just, I'm sad in my eyes. Yeah. Maybe. They are beautiful.
3: Indeed. Well,
1: another beautiful creature, Uh, this way. And she leads you back down the stairs. Past a couple of enclosures, where you see some some very exotic type animals
3: mm-hmm.
1: that seem they seem normal, but they are very very pretty. One has some very beautiful peacocks. Oh, white one. Is
2: that white one? Yes, there's
1: a white <gasps> one.
0: Look at me like I want in my front <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Those things are worse than roosters.
1: The next enclosure is like some kind of large cat. Kind of tiger-like, except it has blue fur with yellow stripes.
0: Okay. Oh. As I'm looking at these, uh, this and the birds, am I getting animal from this? Like this is an animal? I, I think I'd be able to tell the difference being that I am mm-hmm. something like that something that is an animal versus something that is a thinking- Sentient magical Sentient creature. creature. Mm. Animals. These are animals. These are animals. Okay, all right.
1: Another one that at first doesn't seem to have anything in it, but just as you're about to leave, it's like this forested enclosure. One of the tree branches starts to move and you realize that it's a snake that begins to change color.
2: Ooh! <laughs> I mean, like we're horrified by this. We can't. Help, we can't help but just be like,
0: ooh, pretty. Well, Talia's is having a little more. It's a little easier with animals. Mm-hmm. She's used to people keeping animals. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like this exotic, and the idea of a zoo is kind of weird to her. But she's used to people keeping animals, yeah. especially like animals as pets. Yeah. So. Like that's a little less invasive mm-hmm. for her. That's why she's like trying to distinguish which are which. Right. Snake is...
1: Snake is also just animal. animal.
0: Okay. Snake.
1: The thinnest part of it is as thick as your thigh. But yeah.
2: <laughs> I turn to Ella, may I boop it snoot?
1: Only if you want to lose your hand and all of you.
0: Yeah, it looks like. I good.
2: will refrain from booping it snoot <laughs> But please note that I really want to.
1: Noted. <laughs> The next enclosure is the one she stops at, and inside it is a magnificent white horse with wings. Actually, uh, Celine, roll me a perception check, or actually a religion check.
2: 25.
1: This is a celestial being. This creature has more than intelligence, more than sentience. It is a near-angelic being.
0: Yeah, I stop and just stare at it. I squeeze your hand. What is he?
1: Pegasus.
0: What's the pegasus doing?
1: It comes up to the edge of the glass and lets out a snort of breath that fogs the glass a little bit. It opens its wings which you can instantly see have been cut like the feathers they've been clipped to keep him from flying
2: but i'm just staring and just
0: hand around my mouth just you know
1: beautiful isn't it
0: breathtaking i squeeze your hand really hard like come on snap out of it he he is beautiful
3: yes he is
1: well she takes out a pocket watch oh dear 12 look at the time I have duties I must attend to. I shall return for you in a couple hours.
0: Yes. Thank you for everything that you've shown us. We will wander on our own.
1: Yes. Please do not attempt to leave on your own. I will be back to escort you.
0: Of course. Of course. We have an appointment in three hours that we can't be late for. Uh,
1: I can be back in two to escort you. You hear the hiss of the obsidian door melting away (gasps) and then it reforming. I'm
2: just looking at the Pegasus. Me here. And I say in Celestial, Could you hear me?
1: It stomps its hoof and nods its head.
0: I say in Nightspeak, Careful. If there's anybody watching in here, we don't want to make it seem like we're communicating. Yes. So He
1: snorts again and his tail twitches. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, I lift a brow.
2: I say in Sylvan, "Do you understand us?"
1: Again, it. He stomps his hoof and nods.
0: Oh, <sighs> okay, that's gonna make things a lot easier. I'm going to continue to speak in. Yeah, in yeah, yeah same, speed. same, same. If you can understand us, then we are going to get you out.
1: He softly whinnies.
0: <laughs> we gotta see who else we gotta save first.
1: And snorts again, and then goes towards the back of his enclosure.
0: Come on. Alright, so... You have to, like, kind of pull me away. I do. Like, I kind of, like, gently, like, tug you. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just gonna go through each enclosure to see what's in what.
1: Okay. Going enclosure by enclosure. The next enclosure you find that doesn't have just some kind of exotic creature in it
3: mm-hmm.
1: has very tall grass, some visible... Humanoidish bones lying around the edge but also some like used cutlery sitting just beyond some of the grass.
0: Okay. Do I see anything like, in there besides that?
1: Upon approaching, a woman rises up tall out of the grass. You see her upper half and her hair is this like deep purple dreadlocks that okay. are like pulled back in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. And she has this metal visor on her face. Whoa. And she approaches the glass and and puts a hand on it, and her nails are claw-like. And she looks down at you, These narrow slit in the visor. And you see these these eyes that are green and yellow, just like flickering right beyond the visor.
3: You do not smell human.
1: And as she speaks, you can see a very obviously forked tongue.
0: She said that in common? Yeah. I asked in Nightspeak, you are not.
1: She tilts her head, I do not understand. Her hair moves. Subtly.
0: Just curious as to what you are. Trapped here for a hundred years. Italia just literally like, her face just crumbles. Treated like an animal.
2: What do I know about you?
0: History
2: check? Uh, Sixteen
1: Medusa's, as you recognize her as, are next to unheard of this far north. They are like deep south. You actually usually not even on this continent. There's a group of islands to the south. One particular one that is occupied by a nation of Medusa. Mm. But that is hundreds, if not thousands of miles south.
0: And they're probably watching, always. Not
3: always. Noon, sunrise, and sunset, and midnight. The change of the guard.
0: Talia nods slowly. Good to know. And I like give her this look. We get it.
1: Mm-hmm. She nods. And turns, and you see that her hair pulled back. Each dreadlock is actually a viper that watches you as she turns and walks away into the grass.
0: Okay. So we have a Medusa.
1: A few more exotic animals, and then one that, again, almost seems empty. But Celine, you stop at it. Okay. Because there's that feeling of fae. It's this little forested enclosure, and as you look, you actually see tiny houses among the trees.
2: Say so in night speak, is anyone there?
1: Nothing answers, but you see this flicker of light zip from beyond the trees to into one of the little houses.
2: So what do I know about pixies?
1: Aside that they are very shy and very mischievous. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all there is to know about pixies.
0: <laughs> the squirrel pitters are gonna have a run for that money. Sounds like fun. Indeed. Okay, so we got pixies.
1: Next to the pixie enclosure, there's actually a short hallway that leads to two very large enclosures. Okay. The first one, a bird the size of a dragon. Nature check.
2: 17. 16.
1: This is a rock. R O C. Oh, a rock.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Its enclosure, while huge, is way too small for it.
0: Rocks are enormous. Yeah. I'm guessing this, this bird can't even stretch its wings out. No, it can't. Oh my god. Oh, do not cry. Do not cry. Do not cry.
2: I'm like feeling phantom itches in my wings that aren't there. Uh
1: huh. The next one down has a bunch of warning signs around it. Uh, there's actually like a light that is currently green, but it says, do not approach if light is red.
0: Okay. I go towards it then. Okay.
1: It is a very bare enclosure. There's a couple of skeletons lying around. Ooh. Very human looking skeletons. Ooh. And in the enclosure.
0: You know what? That one can stay. What's
2: it look like, this thing that's in the enclosure? We'll we'll just keep that one here.
1: This single head looking thing floating in the middle of the enclosure. Several eye stalks waving around and one massive eye in the center. Its teeth are like spears that just stay outside its mouth, even when it's closed. And its entire body is covered in spines and scales.
2: What do I know
3: about the old nails?
1: Almost nothing. In fact, you wouldn't know much about this if it weren't for the placard outside the enclosure. But as you look at it, you see that this also has been made fit for enclosure. Mutilated? There is a metal shield in place over its center eye. Oh, man. And its eye stalks have been <sighs> cut short.
2: Oh. I feel kind of sally about it.
0: Like, it, its eye sockets, like, they're cut. The stalks?
1: The stalks are- Like, the, the, are, the eyes are, have been cut off. The eyes have been cut off. The placard- Says that this ferocious creature normally would have a gaze that would negate all magic. Its eye stalks held such destructive power that they could not be kept safely with them intact.
0: And what's the boulder doing?
1: It is currently just sitting, or floating rather, kind of placidly what remains of its eye stalks, swaying as if it were underwater.
3: Mm. I can smell you.
0: Is in common? Yes. Night speak. Me too.
1: It replies
3: back in Sylvan, An old tongue. How long have you been here? long I have felt the sun on my skin rise and pass countless times who are you that should wander in this place
2: a wanderer and a
0: reaper
3: you reapers smell like one other here. where I am no guide. Find him on your own. Bussy. You'll
0: smell us again.
3: As you leave, it
1: starts yelling at you. <laughs> I will rip your arms from
3: their sockets. I will feast on you, the marrow from your bones.
0: I come back? <laughs> I won't get you out then. Walk back up the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> Drop group. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> the old is Arud. Yeah.
1: Next enclosure. Actually, Celine, make me a perception check really quick.
2: Uh, 17.
1: Okay. As you're passing through to the next enclosure, an object on one of the tables catches your attention. Oh. It's this thin, curved band of metal with inscription on it. Can I read it? You can. At first, it's a little difficult to read it, though, because it is floating in the air and traveling in a spherical pattern.
0: (gasps) What? Like, quartz?
1: Yeah. It's just this single piece of a band. It's not even, like, a full circle. It's just spinning around, almost ribbon-like, in the air in a sphere pattern. What is it? It has a title on it. The Guardian of
3: Titania.
2: The Guardian. How did they get so much face shit? I don't know. Did they get any of this shit?
0: No idea.
1: They have a doorway. Who
0: said
1: that? It sounded like it came from right behind you. <gasps> it's been but around. There's no one there. But you see a hand pressed up against the glass of one of the enclosures.
2: What language was it in?
1: Common. Okay. The hand knocks at the glass.
0: We head over.
1: (laughs) Leaning up against the wall in one of the enclosures is a man dressed in a dark pinstripe suit and expensive looking loafers. Uh, He's about six foot, lean, black hair looking either messy or... Deliberately styled to be messy. Well, um,
2: look at you, Cloud Strife.
1: <laughs> his monolid eyes are blood red, and they track your progress as you come closer. Uh, his smile is lazy, and you can see just the hint of fangs behind his lips. <laughs> it kind of just looks like this fancily suited man just walked into this enclosure and got stuck here.
2: Did you get lost? <laughs> are you lost? Do you need to find? Do you need help finding your way home? <laughs>
1: His enclosure is equally incongruous as it is an illusion of rocky terrain giving like the appearance of mountains. The rocks have this deep red hue to them. But there's also a few books stacked next to the wall that the man is leaning against. The book titles aren't turned towards you so you're not sure what they are.
2: Oh, we're in an enemy for sure. Huh? Oh, hell yeah. Hello, Cloud Strife. <laughs> How are you doing?
1: He nods at you and says directly into your ears, you two are unusual.
0: That's usually the goal. What exactly are you? First I try and Sylvan.
1: Sorry, I don't speak that.
0: I'm concerned about them being able to hear us. I look at you and I say in, Nightspeak. speak. You know other languages aside from me.
2: How about this, I say in celestial.
1: He actually like flinches at it. No, not that either. Oh.
2: How about this? I say in elvish. Ugh. How about this? Uh, I say in dwarvish.
1: No, no, no. He he oh, he, okay. res- he responds to the he responds to the elvish. Ugh. Fine that. Oh. Wow. Sorry. Flowery language just doesn't roll off my tongue.
0: Is he speaking in Elvish? He is. Okay. Do you speak Elvish? I don't, Okay. but I say in common, it's interesting that these things are talking because there might be security. And then I give him a look (sighs) because I didn't know what you said in Elvish, but it sounded an awful lot like complaining.
1: (laughs) He continues in Elvish. If you're in here, security is going to be pretty lax. Really? At least until you try to take something out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Only someone with a very disturbed mind would try something like that. Hmm.
3: (laughs) Yes, well...
2: And what are you? Me. Yes,
3: you. Little old me. Little old you. I'm a mistake.
1: I'm a mistake. A misunderstanding. I shouldn't be in here at all.
2: I'm I'm sure, just like everything else. You have a tood.
0: I'm going to have a tood too.
1: (laughs) Really, I'm quite ordinary. He says as his red eyes blink.
0: I say in common, so what's he saying?
2: I say in nice, but he's got a marvelous tood on him. (laughs) So that is what we should uh, remember you as a mistake. They have all these fantastical beings and then one mistake. I say in common, he says he's a mistake.
0: you feel sorry for your mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you would feel sorry for me if you knew
3: her. I'm Carmichael. Carmichael. And I am a devil. Like,
2: like, a, like a tiefling?
3: No, not like a tiefling. Like...
1: this. And he pushes away from the wall and his clothes smolder melts away and his skin changes color to this deep crimson. Mm. Two massive horns sprout from his head as well as two large bat-like wings sprouting from his back. He gains about a foot in height as he transforms.
0: Huh.
2: I tell him to you and I say in common, I wonder if they get that angel they were talking about if they're going to put it next to him. I hope not for the angel's sake. That would be
0: annoying.
3: You are no servants of the 12.
0: Of course we are. How do you think we got in? But I do give him like a quirk of my lips.
1: He looks down at you, Celine, and says in Elvish again, get me out of here.
2: And I kind of lean back and fold my arms, like.
1: Get me out of here, and I shall give you such reward that you cannot imagine.
2: I say, in common, you know. There's only one thing I want. I want you to be nice to me.
0: I say in night speak. What did he say?
2: And I just lay in night speak.
0: I kind of like roll my eyes. I hear the views are really nice here around midnight. Maybe not tonight, but definitely within the next couple of days. If someone were to keep deals to themselves, see you around. Come, Michael. Go to the next.
1: So the next couple of enclosures are more exotic animals. Mm-hmm. But then you see it.
2: I take your hand.
1: This enclosure is bare. Uh, Gray walls on all sides, with dark stains littered around the floor, and lower parts of the walls that look years old. Uh, You both have seen enough dried blood in your lives to recognize it. There is a small pallet with dirty blankets in the back of the enclosure and curled up on them, trying to make themselves as small as possible is a motionless form. Uh, They're young. You'd be surprised if they were older than 18 with how small they look. Dark hair, long and unkempt, heavily matted. Their arms are wrapped tightly around their legs, which are pressed against their body as if it's the only defense they have. Talia, their skin matches yours. Their hair is the same texture, although you think yours is a bit darker. And there are marks. Uh, some old that have faded into scars that are stark against their skin, and new ones that are still scabbing and angry. Uh, They are all over their body. They don't have much in the way of clothes, aside from something wrapped around their middle, but it looks similar to the blankets. And as you get closer, the person makes themselves even smaller, if that is at all possible, and you see their body shaking. When you reach the glass, you can see thin wires that run down along inside the glass. Next to the glass, there is a placard that reads, Werewolf Lycanthrope. And below the placard is a large button that says, Push to View.
0: I don't think Talia can stop the tears now. Mm -hmm. There is The individual, like, turned away from us so they don't have to look at the glass.
1: They're huddled in on themselves.
0: I approach the enclosure. I don't know how close we can get. Mm
1: -hmm. There is, like, a railing that keeps you separate, but it's only, like, two feet away. You could reach out to the glass.
0: I reach out to the glass. And I say in night speak, Can you hear me?
1: The person seems to still when they hear you. The shaking stops and it's like their whole being is holding their breath. After a few very long moments through the matted hair, one golden eye, practically identical to yours, Talia, peeks up at you.
0: I ask still in night speak, can you understand me?
1: it takes another few moments of this person watching you before their head lifts up completely and they adjust themselves to get a better look at you his face is dirty and caked with dried blood that's flaking off his face however despite the wild look to him there is nothing wild in his eyes there is fear anxiety and the wariness of someone in danger but nothing feral or wild
0: (sighs) That means he hasn't gone rogue, then. Does he look like he understands me?
1: He doesn't give any indication that he knows what you're saying, but it looks like he can hear you.
0: I make my eyes glow.
1: When he sees your eyes glow, there is an instant answer of his eyes starting to glow and he ducks his head slightly while keeping eye contact. However, he seems startled that he did this and presses himself against the wall, fear rising to replace the glow.
0: Okay. So his instincts are still there. Okay, that's good. That's good, that's good. I put an hand on your shoulder. Um, I I, I don't really register (laughs) that you did that, but I start saying in common that... I start saying, it's all right, it's all right. The
1: young man is staring at you, eyes wide like he's waiting for you to pounce on him.
0: I won't hurt you. Um, I actually climb over the bar that's separating mm-hmm. that space and I get as close to the glass as I can. Mm-hmm. My name's Talia. I I don't actually I don't actually look like this. We we're, we're the same, I swear I won't hurt you.
1: The young man is taking long, deep breaths, his chest rising and falling. The panic in his eyes is right on the surface.
3: I don't don't know what to do. I don't know what to do.
2: We're going to get him out. I promise.
3: I know, but
0: how old does he look?
1: He's crouched down right now, but you're pretty sure he's shorter than you. He looks young, but it's hard to tell. Um, You think maybe late teens.
0: If he looks the same as me, then there's a chance that we're related. Maybe from another pack, because like all the kids, because all the kids back home were my age or older, so. Um, Oh God, unless, oh God. And she puts like her hands to the glass. Connor.
1: The boy freezes again, and you can swear his eyes go even wider.
3: Uh, how do you know my name?
0: <sighs> oh, God, so... oh God! Oh God! I'm so sorry. I didn't know.
2: As I'm coming over to you and I grab your shoulder, Talia, calm down. They might be watching.
1: Connor is watching both of you. He slowly eases away from the back wall. You recognize like stance of alertness, but there's also curiosity.
3: Who are you? My name's Talia.
2: I'm your cousin. Your father and my mother, they were siblings.
3: You knew my father?
2: My uncle, Matthias.
1: At that name, uh, Connor's body sags and eyes drop to the floor.
3: What do you want?
0: I'm going to get you out. We're going to rescue you. We're going to get you. We're going to
2: take you home.
1: There is this beat. Connor's still looking at the ground. And then he turns away from you and curls against the back wall again.
0: Is he just not acknowledging me anymore?
1: Do you try to keep talking to him?
0: I do keep talking to him.
1: Okay. Okay. The more you talk to him, uh, the tighter he, like, curls in on himself. If you mention his father's name again, you are met with a bucket thrown up uh, against the wall where you're standing.
0: So Telly is going to keep trying, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's other exhibits, right? Yeah, doesn't. Okay. Um, does Celine, maybe want to go deal with those? Sure. Because <laughs> I don't think sleeping sure. leaving sure.
1: this um, spot. Selene, uh, as you turn around to look at the rest of the room, you see that several of the mermaids have been watching you from the aquarium column. But upon being spotted, they dive back down and out of sight.
2: Oh, I hope none of them have snitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll look at the other exhibits and work my way back to them.
1: Okay. So there is one enclosure that is completely dark.
2: Do have dark vision?
1: You do. And you see a figure sitting in the center of the room and there's a button that is marked light.
0: This fucking place. there so anyone in there?
1: The figure doesn't move at all.
2: Say in Sylvan, anyone in there?
0: It still doesn't move. Try Elvish. Try something. I, I try all the
2: languages I know.
1: It continues to sit there in the dark.
2: I mean I don't want to push this button in case it doubts it.
0: Maybe you, try in all the languages you know saying May I turn the light on?
2: May I, yeah, I say I do that. I I now all the languages I know I say, May I turn this light on.
1: Yeah, you say it in common and sylvan and a, Before, like, just as you're about to say it in the next language, you hear this voice echo in your mind. Oh. You You are curious that you should ask. ask.
2: I am curious. That is why I asked. You may. Okay, push the button.
1: You push the button, and you see this figure was not sitting on any chair, but sitting in midair, rather floating and it steps down from its floating position and glides forward as the light clicks on. It's this dark light that illuminates the space and you see this creature that has this deep blue-gray skin. This rather bulbous-like head with its face covered in tentacles.
2: Looking at it. And what are you?
3: What are you? I have not smelled a brain like yours before. The spider. You are no spider, Would know that smell.
2: So, what does it smell like?
3: Delicious. Full of power, knowledge, and magic.
2: I'm flat out. But not like one you've smelled before. No. And what are you? I
3: am illicid.
2: Illicid? Where do you come from?
3: Deep, deep beneath your feet. In the
2: darkest depths of the world. Selene's <laughs> like, cool. Oh, that's so cool. Metal. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> that is
2: so, so metal. And how did you get here? I ventured too close. How long have you been here? Fifty years. Fifty? Yes. And what happens if I
3: let you out? that I go feast on the knowledge of my captors. Bless.
2: Do you have a name? Or should I just call you illicit He,
1: he gives you a word. <laughs> it is unpronounceable by humanoid lips.
2: Got a nickname. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There is a name I have heard. Some mortals called. That I like the, the second Oh. You may call me Brian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Got it. Brian and, the elephant.
2: And Celine smiles so big like, you got it. Brian. I head up to the aquarium stairs to where the fountain pool is
1: you see a couple heads disappear under the water.
2: I sit next to it. Okay. And I say, first in night speak, are any of you able to understand? Nothing. Uh, then Celestial? Nothing. Then Elvish. Dwarvish?
1: Mm-mm.
2: Okay, back to Common.
1: One of the merfolk suddenly pokes their head above water and shoots a mouthful of water out at you with this jet of spray. Can
2: I try to dodge?
1: Uh, i actually got to make them roll to hit. Okay. <laughs> they hit you. <laughs> Look, ah. they, they, they hit you with water and they disappear back underneath the waves their tails slapping the water back down.
2: I use plastication to dry myself? Okay, that was rude. I find a different spot that isn't covered in water Uh and sit back down. Do I see them?
1: Yeah, you see them. A couple of them are making rather rude gestures up at you.
2: I'm guessing they get this a lot. I make my eyes glow white.
1: Some of them look at you curiously and they all like scatter and then regroup back down at the stone structure towards the bottom of the tank. I'm
2: going to try something. I guess Tom's and myself. Okay. Can you understand me now?
1: One of the merfolk swims up towards you.
2: I kind of scoot away, like, are you going to splash me?
1: Their head breaks water, and they have a very wild arrangement of fins coming off their head and running down their back. Their eyes are like this solid sea green and their skin this golden orange
3: ooh I like it
2: so I kind of like scoot away like don't splash me please
3: who are you and what do you want?
2: what are they speaking in? common common?
1: oh come to gawk
2: Pause a moment But only because I'm wondering what it might look like around midnight.
1: No one comes at midnight. Exactly. Gives you a look. It
2: would be a perfect time if someone was to hypothetically want to break in and set some creatures free.
1: You would take us to another cage.
2: No. Well, initially, yes. From what I have been told, you would not do very well on dry land, on the way to the ocean. The ocean? Yes, if you heard of it. Big lots of water. Very wet, you'd like it.
1: What game are you playing at? What do you mean? You are here. You are one of the twelve. One of the
3: twelve's favored.
2: Oh, I killed one of the twelve's favored and took their invitation, had a copy made, and now we are here. <laughs> ta
1: Her eyes go wide. I smile. You are
3: in earnest.
2: I just smile.
1: The mermaid looks down at where Talia is pressed as close to the glass as she can get and watches for a second or two before turning back to you, Celine. I must... What must we do? It won't
2: be tonight. We still have some details to work out first. Including how we're going to get all of you
1: down the stairs. At night, the platform lowers to the floor level. It makes feeding us easier. Oh,
2: really? Perfect. We'll just use that to our advantage, then. We also won't look like this. This disguise isn't going to last much longer. But we will be back. On the wings of an angel and the jaws of a wolf. And a wink. So be ready to move.
1: I will let the others know. Thank you. She turns and smoothly disappears under the water. Nice.
2: How much time do we have
0: left?
1: Not long, like minutes, probably, till Ella comes back.
0: What Toward- about the potion?
1: The potion, you're do- you're still doing good on we're, time. We're like, go- like, yeah. yeah so you're, we should
2: you're- have. We timed it so we should have time to get out. Okay. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go towards the front where Ella would come in. Okay. And just kind of stand there, looking at one of the, whatever is the closest thing. Okay. The idea being when she comes in, I'd be like, hello, Ella, thank you for coming to get us. Yep. Like, Talia, fucking get up. Like, you know?
1: You stand looking at a sword there, a stone sword with several glyphs carved in it. And it's shattered, but its pieces are each being held in place by their own glass stand.
2: Ah, the that. The, the swords that cut the ring from Saran's hand. <laughs> I've seen this one before. Good piece.
1: And about five minutes after you stand there, the obsidian hisses and begins <sighs> to melt away. In comes Ella. Hello, Ella. With another individual.
0: As soon as I hear "Hello, Ella," I back away
1: mm-hmm.
0: from the class. Quite the collection you have here.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, might I introduce one of the. Keepers of the collection, and standing behind her is a very pale individual.
2: Anything else noteworthy about them?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Not not lawmaker Bisha, but like lawmaker Bisha, this individual does not have eyes. Okay. They are very pale, bald. Their thin lips part in a kind of gruesome smile with very small, very pointed teeth.
0: So, do they not have any place for eyes?
1: No, no, it looks like their eyes were removed. Oh. And it is scarred and healed over, closed, so that the sockets are just covered with skin.
2: That's so cool. Comment allez-vous?
3: Hello. I am Keeper Kasam, favored servant of Lord Bisha.
2: Very nice collection you have here, Kasam.
3: Yes, indeed. I am quite proud. You
2: should be. I've never seen such an assortment of oddities.
3: Oddities. Beauties.
2: Fascinations.
3: Indeed.
0: I brace myself. And... Start heading Mm. over to them.
1: As soon as you uh, approach, his head snaps towards you.
0: Beautiful
3: to tears.
0: Indeed. You have some beautiful specimens here.
3: I must attend to my duties as keeper. Of course.
1: He steps beyond you. And as he passes you, Talia, he's sniffing.
0: Sniffing back. Not obviously, but I do, like, inhale.
1: And continues on.
0: What does he smell like?
1: Something old. Something that probably should have died a while ago. Like undead? Not exactly.
2: Pre-undead.
0: Possibly? Something I'm sure the Undertaker does not like. Well, yeah. Call this a holy pursuit. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I turn to Ella. You were going to escort us out.
1: Yes, indeed. And right this way, right back the way we came.
0: Please lead the way.
2: I've got your hand.
0: And I am, like, shaking. Like, my my hand is, like, mm-hmm. shaking. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's why I'm mm-hmm. holding it. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast you're enjoying our story please take a moment to leave a rating and review every little bit helps if you want to go the extra mile we have a patreon with early episodes and behind the scenes extras audio producer assistant editor and dungeon master is molly hexcroft pronouns she her writer audio producer and the voice of the queen of night and magic is jess richards pronouns they them art director audio assistant mixer and voice of celine argent gray is megsy sass council pronouns she her Executive producer, creative director, audio editor and mixer, community manager, and voice of Talia Argent Gray is Chris Sass counsel. pronouns they them. Social media links and credits for both music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the marigold deck by Amrit Esperar and the tarot Guide used in game can be found at Biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening and stay legendary.